Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Martha Norwalk's Animal World. It is the last Sunday of not only the month, it's the last Sunday of the year. And my name is Kevin McDonald, and uh, this is Positive Talk Sunday uh, that we do on Martha's show the last Sunday of the month every month because Martha wants to go to church that Sunday and she deserves it. She's been doing radio for 25 years and it's nice for her to be able to get out and go do something else once in a while. And this is that Sunday and it gives me the opportunity to hang out with you for the next three hours. And we've got quite a show for you, I think, today. In uh, our first hour, um, we're going to talk with uh, Matt Shea, the author, and he's been on the show before. And But we've got a new slant for you because I'm trying to push him into doing something really kind of unique. And we're going to talk about his his books, about his, uh, his new project that uh, we're working on, as well as we're going to talk about haunted places in the Northwest. 
um, because he's he's taking quite a liking to doing that, and he's doing a lot of a lot of research on it. And I suspect that that's going to be a book that's going to come out at, at one point where you can tour the Northwest and look at all of the haunted places. One of which I want to talk about is now in somebody's backyard, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and in the second hour, uh, Eileen Grimes is going to be here, and she is of Jupiter Rising fame, the radio show that's on Saturdays on KKNW. And she is... Uh, um, uh, going to talk to us about uh, the astrological readings for the new year. What do we have to look forward to for 2021 now that we're done with 2020? Thank goodness we're done with that. Um, and then in the third hour, Coriel Kramer is going to be here, and we're going to talk about a brand new pro program that she's developed. They're called Animal Blueprints. And, and uh, she can identify the type of animal and, that you have given the, the, uh, uh, their, their personality and the blueprint that she does. She also is an animal communicator and a psychic. And it, 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 that should be a lot of fun for you as well in the third hour. But before we do that, today is a very, very important day in Seattle history. And that's because the Seahawks are playing a 120, and they could win the the. I know you probably don't care, most of you, but uh, in any event, I wanted to ask uh, Nathan. Nathan, how are you? Hey, good morning, Kevin. And I know they clinched their playoff berth uh, last week, so that's they, always a good yeah. sign. But this, they can win the division if they win this game today, right? And then maybe get the home field advantage. We'll see. Not that it really matters right now, but you know, it's always nice to be able to play on your home field. Exactly, and uh, they get home cooking, and that would be good. So, tell us what the weather, what's the weather going to be like today? Well, thankfully, this uh, kind of dark gray morning will go away. We'll actually have a basically a partly sunny day, maybe to mostly sunny, and high near forty nine. So, fairly warm considering the time of year. And uh, tomorrow through Tuesday, get uh, the benefit of some mostly sunny days, uh, highs in the upper forties. But then we'll go back to some more rain starting on Wednesday, which will probably last us throughout the remainder of the week. Oh, lovely. So we get rain. <laughs> yeah, got a couple of days of sun, you know, tomorrow and Tuesday. So that's always nice. That, that, would, be, that would be nice. And, of course, the temperatures are going to be in the mid-40s somewhere. Right. And we're not expecting any. We'll get kind of close to freezing, maybe Monday night with a low around 34. But other than that, I don't uh, really see any snow or you know, freezing temperatures in the forecast, at least for this week. Oh, very good. Very good. And uh, the, your extended outlook, have you, have you looked at, like, what we're going to look at for, like, January, February, and are we going to get a bunch of snow, has the, the almanac or anything like that? Have you looked at that? Well, earlier in the season, Noah was saying that um, we are supposed to have a cooler and wetter winter season, and it's definitely been wetter. haven't really actually gotten to any of that cooler trends yet there was one a little bit last week but that didn't last very long and so we'll just have to see what comes up in around january and february which is when we typically start to see more of our uh more serious types of snowfalls if we get them oh absolutely absolutely well thank you very much sir and we'll be checking in with you throughout the balance of the show because you are an active contributor so don't go too far from the microphone i'll be here yeah, but that is just awesome. Matthew Shea, how are you? Fantastic. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. You called me the other day. Why did you call me? 
Well, among other things, to wish you happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Well, thank you, but there was another reason that you called. I wanted to get on this show. No, there was another reason that you called. <laughs> okay, our book project we have. No, there was another reason that you called. You said, did oh, you send oh, I told you it was in the mail. Your turn, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I got hacked. Oh, yes. Well, that has happened to myself before. And uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but it's sort of a tag your it thing. And whoever did that, it was painfully obvious this is not coming from the source of Kevin McDonald. It was it was a good laugh for all of us. Well, it, it, it was, but but at the same time, I, there's a little bit more to the story as I've come to find out, and that is well. First of all, let me explain. Uh, if you get an email from someone, and this is, uh, applies to everybody that's listening, if you get an email from someone and it doesn't ring true to you that it's coming from that person, they may be using different words, they may uh, be referencing a different location. Um, if you're not sure it's them, my recommendation is to just delete it, and if they really want to get a hold of you, they can get a hold of you another time. Uh, because this is what happened. Um, I, st I got, an email, <laughs> got an email from a really close friend of mine. He's, his name is Nathaniel, unlike Nathan, which is why Nathan beeps me every time I call him Nathaniel by mistake. And good and job not doing that today. <laughs> so far. <laughs> day ain't over yet. Uh, but uh, um, but uh, Nathaniel uh, uh, called me and said, So, our friendship has been reduced to email. I said, What? He said, "You sent me an email." I said, "No, I didn't. Delete it. Delete it. I think I've been. I must have been hacked." And so he he deleted it, and then I got a, uh, several more people uh, uh, text me or emailed me that said, uh, "I think you've been hacked because this doesn't sound like you." And anyway, so the original email was it had my name, <clears throat> and it said, "Good morning. How are you doing? Do you have a moment? I have a request. A need for you to handle for me." Kindly reply to my email. Merry Christmas, Kevin McDonald. And so this particular person replied. And she, she replied, uh, sure, what's up? And I'm always concerned that if you reply to these things, that it could send you someplace else and it leaves your computer open to getting hacked. So that's why I suggest you just delete it. What bothered me is several years ago, I had a little problem with my computer and so I looked up on the internet and called the 800 number. Somebody on that side of the fence had gone that far of placing ads, and when you call an 800 number, you think you're safe. And so I, they answered the call, and I had no idea they were not legitimate. Oh, yeah. And what happened was they wanted me to go to a convenience store to get something, and that was fishy. So I went to, I believe, Staples, and they sat me down and asked me how old I was, and they were walking me up to the maturity rate I should be at and explained that it was a scam. When you have to go to a 7-Eleven to pay someone with an accent, doesn't that kind of tell you something? How old are you, Matt? But such a thing happened. It was right there on the Internet, 800 number. Look very legitimate. Oh, absolutely. So you have to be very careful. But so she uh, clicked on the uh, uh, email, and it said, uh, good to hear from you, and thanks. Sorry I'm unavailable over the phone, as I forgot my cell phone at home, naturally. 
I'm here with my iPad. I just need to get an Apple gift card for a friend who's down with cancer of the liver, and it's her birthday. I'm surprised they didn't say it's her birthday and it's her wedding anniversary and uh, and she's celebrating the death of her father and something like that. Anyway, they wanted to make it sound really, really like they, I really needed this. But I can't do it right now because I'm traveling to Elizabeth Islands, which is a big tell for us. I'm surprised they put an actual place in there because I have no idea where the Elizabeth Islands are. Do you, Matt? Never heard of it. And then you've been you've been wandering around here quite a little bit, so you would well, know. We don't even know what continent they're referring to. No, we really or don't. Or if it even exists for that matter. Yeah, so I was supposed to be going to Elizabeth Islands for Christmas. Of course, we're all locked down here, so we're not doing any of that. Um, can you get it from a store around you for me? I'll reimburse you immediately when I get back. Kindly let me know if you can handle this so I can tell you the amount and how to get it to me. So what they were asking them to do was to go to an Apple store, get a $400 gift card, uh, take a picture of the number that's on the back of the card and send it to my email. But it wasn't my email. It was another email that was significant, really close to what my email was. And, and, but it was slightly different so that it would go someplace else and I would never see it. So I thought that this is kind of a, uh, annoying. And so I put out to everybody that, that, um, that I could think of that I was, had been hacked, but then I went into my email and I noticed that, uh, my contacts were gone. So my entire contact list is empty my my uh um sent emails any emails that i've sent in the last 90 days that was empty they're all gone so what they what they did is they got into my uh email and they took all of this information and then they'll take that information and use it in various ways with other people so if you get stuff stuff from me remember just disregard it the worst thing is is i called comcast because that's who i have my email through and the gal said, uh, no, because I wanted to change the uh, email. And I changed the password, but I wanted to change the email as well. And they said, well, um, we can't seem to get into your email account either to change your email. And I said, well, where, then I need to talk to somebody about the fraud or the, the being hacked. And, uh, um, and they said, well, um, they'll be back on Monday. This was on Thursday. They'll be they'll be back on Monday because it's you know it's Christmas and they only work Monday through Friday so so I've been sitting here I've been hitting, sitting here for four days waiting for me to be able to solve this problem uh, Nathan have you ever had anything like that happen to you um, not through email but I do get some scam calls on the phone occasionally and uh, you we were talking before the show you like to play with them don't you yeah to me it's pretty easy to pick out which uh, people are calling as far as the scam goes because they never really give specific like details. So that's usually my first cue whenever they're calling me. So whenever they're just trying to get something out of me, I just try to fake something and say like, for an instance, there was a case where somebody was calling me about a virus on my computer and then I had to like send them money or purchase this program to get the virus off my computer so I said, oh, that's interesting. I have three computers. Which computer are you talking about? And then it just completely stumped the guy that was uh, scam calling me. And it was so funny trying to hear him, you know, explain himself. 
like <laughs> try to keep the scam going. Well, fortunately, it didn't. So, Matt? Something I learned to do is I asked if I could call them back in a few minutes, and that usually kills it right there. Yeah. Well, you know, and fortunately now with some of the cell phone carriers, they'll, they actually, I, I have, um, well, they don't pay me to say this, but I have T-Mobile, and I don't know if the other services do it as well, but uh, if uh, I get a suspicious call, it'll say scam call. On uh, when I look at my phone when I'm gonna before I pick it up, so most of the time I just I just delete the call and don't even take it. So um, that, that that's that works for me. But I have never been hacked this efficiently. That, and they took everything. So if I if you used to be in my contact list, you're no longer there. So if you want to be, you might want to just send me an email. And uh, but wait until Monday or Tuesday until I get everything sorted out. But uh, in any event, it's just it's just a pain in the butt. So Matt, how are you today? Well, I'm trying to feel better because my heart goes out to you. We hear of these stories and it certainly hits home. But I want to point something out. We know Kevin. They're contacting people who know Kevin. Right off the bat, they see that there is a fly in the ointment. They know it's not you. Oh yeah, well, and one of them was Martha Norwalk. She was actually when she sent me she sent me a voicemail, uh, and because uh, I for whatever reason didn't pick up, and she was giggling about it. She was yeah. like, "I think you got hacked and, and stuff." So, uh, which I did and, and stuff. So, but it's uh, but just just the, you can never be too careful in this day and age, and because it's just, it's like being violated because they got it into is. my computer. It is a violation. Yeah, they got into my computer. What else could they get into my computer? Which is on another thing, point I wanted to make is if you are using your computer to pay bills and stuff, do not go through your email to go to pay your bills through your email and send it through that because they took all my sent messages and so if they had the account in there, they could, they could use it there. So uh, only contact your companies, especially if uh, you get an email that it's like Amazon, this fame, Amazon is, they're using them a lot. They'll say, your account has been locked because the uh, uh, information that you gave us for your credit card is not valid anymore. Click here to update your information. Don't click there. Hang up, go to the Amazon site, go to your account specifically, totally separate from your email, and check that out if that if the, if you're concerned about that. But most of the time, if you click through, uh, your computer can be open to a disaster. Isn't that sad? They encourage us to let your fingers do the walking to use today's technology in the name of efficiency, and then that's waiting out there at random. Yeah, you just have to be you just have to be really careful. So let's talk about uh, Matthew Shea. What is Matthew Shea? Well, I've always been a history buff. I love history, and uh, I don't sleep much at night. I will stay up for hours and just research trivia. Then I'll wake up maybe 40 minutes later and do it for a few more hours. I, I just live that way. And case in point, I was checking out museums up in the Skagit area because I live up in Marysville now. Believe it or not, 
LeConner has three pieces of the Mayflower, meaning 1620. The original? Yes. And when you tell people that, they call you on that. And I said, here's how it came to be. The Mayflower that brought the pilgrims over to Plymouth Rock, eventually that became a beached, um, unseaworthy boat rotting away. It was not famous yet. And they have in England, which is known as the Mayflower Barn, years and years ago, because we're talking the 1600s, someone bid on that boat that was beached to get the wood to refurbish their barn. Today, there is such a barn made out of the wood. And if you look inside it, you could see the ribs of the ship, like a cathedral, holding up the roof and everything. It's something. Well, our country caught wind of that, and we were able to get some pieces for our borders. It was symbolic. We had it at the Peace Arch in Canada, and we also have it crossing into, I believe, Tijuana, just to show a fellowship with you know, other countries. And so when they were restoring the Peace Arch and came across this wood that had Mayflower labeled on it, well, the city of LaConnor spoke up, and now it's in the Skagit Museum, Skagit County Museum. And just who'd have thought? But those things just thoroughly amaze me. That whole area has a lot of inlets where at one time paddle boats and stern wheelers went here and there. Sure. Once in a while, one of them would get snagged, hit something, be lost. Well, anyway, I was up at Woodby Island. They have a place called Captain Woodby's, named after Captain Woodby the Island. And it's a beautiful, rustic place that I think was built right around 1910. You've got the fireplace. You could see the old dock out there, which has not been used in many years. Well, before we get before we get into that, I want to ask a couple of questions about that from you. But but first, Nathan's got a uh, an, an update, update, update. Nathan, tell me what you got. Oh, are we talking about uh, the islands? Yes. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, just to recap a little bit, we were talking about Kevin's scam email that he got hacked into, and they mentioned he had a sick friend with cancer or something like that, and uh, and they were in the Elizabethan Islands. And actually, it's kind of funny that they would choose that place because only 75 people live there. <laughs> and it's only about 13 square miles in size, and it's sort of like the San Juan Islands where it's just a series of a bunch of smaller islands that composed the Elizabeth Elizabeth ah Elizabeth Islands. I keep wanting to say Elizabethan, but there's probably I want to say about fifteen or so islands in that cluster. Is it around here? It's actually in uh the southeast coast of Massachusetts. Oh so just off the coast. That would have been a bit of a, a bit of a traveling juggernaut for me to get there from here. So anyway, so but thank thank you, uh, uh, Nathan, for that. A little, a little, a little more knowledge. Knowledge is great. So Matt, I wanted to ask you because you've been you're you're an author. You've got nine books that are out there. You've got some in audio books. You've been working hard on it, but you're you are continuing to research different things. Yes, I do, and I'm fascinated by places that claim to be haunted, whether they actually are or not. At Captain Woodby's. I was saying, this is so interesting, the history. Tell me more about it. And they go, well, this place is haunted. And so they're volunteering the information, and they have their stories about it. So often, 
when you go someplace and do a little research, somewhere they lay such a claim. And so that just puts a lot of kindling on the fire. It makes it even more intriguing. And it seems to be more often than not wherever I go. And so when I check out these places that are historical landmarks, uh, I might ask, and it's amazing because over 90% of the time I get a, yes, it is. Really? Yes. I've lived here my whole life. I was talking to uh, Nathan earlier. He's lived here his whole life, and I didn't know anything about um, anything that's haunted. Well, the other day I was on this one show. It was called Into the Outer Realm, and that's what they do. They check out places that lay such a claim. And it's fun because whether or not it's true or there's something more to it that we're not being told, they're fun towns. There's going to be a good pizza parlor there, some other fun restaurants, a park. Among other things, the curiosity, if it is or not, it's just another draw to go to these towns. I get it. I get it. We're talking with Matthew Shea. He is a man. Can I call you Matthew? Any old way. Okay, perfect. I, I just like I, I like calling. Anyway, uh, we're talking with Matt Shea or Matthew Shea, depending. And uh, he's an author. He's got nine books out there. I've read some of them. I've worked to voice some of them. They're, they're just incredible works. You should go to Matt, MattSheaBooks.com um and uh, get to some information about that we need to take a break for our first break of the day of the last show of the year and i hope that you'll stay with us my name is kevin mcdonald and you're listening to kknw into the kitties and i can't and martha's gonna yell at me for to talking over the kitties but that's that's okay uh we you're listening to martha norwalk's animal world it's the last sunday of the month and also the last sunday of the year and so that means that i get to be here my name is kevin mcdonald and you're and this is positive talk on martha norwalk's animal world and we talk about stuff uh for for people and ways to help people and some interesting topics and so forth. And we have one of those with us today. Matt Shea is here. He's the author of nine books. You should go and read some. I, as a matter of fact, I, I did some work with a book that I highly, highly, highly recommend. It's called Elmo. And uh, I'm not going to tell you in so much about what it's about, but I voiced part of it and I played it back for Matt when we were sitting in my studio and we both uh, were we shed, it actually shed a little bit of a tear because it was the uh, the book was is really, really that good. Um, and the writing is is terrific and there's got lots of twists and turns in it and you and you don't really know how it's going to end up and that's that's really good writing so i applaud you for that man thank you kevin you're certainly the right guy to narrate it to sidetrack on my my awkward topic about ghosts and stuff in aberdeen they have a famous restaurant called billy's and billy's i think was built in the late 1800s they have their ghost burger there, 
and they have quite a bit of literature about that place being haunted by Billy Ghoul, among other people. Billy Ghoul was a serial killer from the early 1900s, and they believe he might have had over 100 victims with tons and tons of stories about hauntings, including upstairs where someone had lost their life, the ghost people, the ones that have that TV show. They had been there among other famous ghost hunting parties, what would we call them, shows, whatever. But here they want everybody to know and so the Matt Shays out there, yes, we get drawn into this. What's, so what is it about uh, talking uh, or f- researching uh, hauntings? What, what intrigues you about that? Here's what intrigues me about it. Growing up, it was greatly a taboo thing to mention. Keep in mind, I was raised Roman Catholic. As I aged, more and more people were talking about it. I recently bought a home in Marysville, And when I was signing escrow, there were these three fun girls, wonderful ladies in the office, and they said, actually, there's four of us. What are you talking about? This place is haunted. Really? Oh, yes, somebody, and they described it to me, but it's sort of a friendly fire, like something is favorably getting their attention, and they like it. They'll see something move, whatever. Well, I'm hearing these stories more and more, and these are people, they don't know what I do or my interests, whatever, but more and more people are discussing this. Now, up in Arlington, they have the famous Mirkwood Community House, which in 1898 was built as a church. It is now a place that has a fantastic restaurant, and it has shops in the upstairs and the downstairs. Every single shop owner Every server not only tells you that the place is haunted, but they will give you their little tour and show you things. And then the house next door used to be where the priests live, and that person who lived there came out because he heard I was asking questions and brought me into his home and showed me a lot of things. There were tunnels connecting the two, whatever was going on, and he showed them to me. And so people are talking about it. They're coming out. Um, I don't know the why behind it, but it's that big question mark, that gray area, that unknown. You can't help but hold some type of interest because it's pulsating, it's there, and we can't put our finger on it. Now, why do you think, because, you know, the Northwest, Washington specifically, was one of the last areas that was settled. Um, the Indians were here for a long time, but but the white people, when we came, it's only been like since about 1800, a little bit after that, or closer to 1900 when we had a lot of folks here. Um, why do you think that, that we have the number of hauntings that we have here when we're kind of newer? I could understand if it was like in Boston or New York or England or because they've got lots and lots of history, but our history is pretty recent. Do you have any idea about that? Well, Everybody knows about how sacred Indian burial grounds are. Right. And yes, they are. And hey, this is Indian land we're on. And so way back since the beginning of time, that has been existing. We're kind of the new kids on the block. And so I would say worldwide, wherever you go, to some degree, that stuff, whatever it is, is known to happen. And so our country is, we're under 300 years old. We're just what was it 1776 or whatever as if we really discovered it but there was always 
culture here, sure. the Native American, and that has always been part of it. I was watching a documentary with the Navajo, and they were wonderful. They said, hey, our ancestors, they're just on a different frequency now. They're still here, and every so often they let us know they're around as they went about their lives. And so I look at it that way. I don't have a control of it, but again, wherever you go, eventually someone's going to point out something. Right. Well, you were, t- you were telling me that the other day you went to bed, couldn't sleep, got up, and then you decided to go find another place that was haunted. Oh, yes. Well, I just moved to Marysville, and what I learned was whatever community you live in, they have all these paranormal societies. And if you write down your town and haunt it after it, the whole page lights up. And so, again, I don't sleep much. I will wake up at an odd hour. I got to get on my feet. I got to get out that front door. I'll make some coffee. I will get on the internet, see what's around, and just drive out to it. And um, Snohomish, they have an old Carnegie library that they are very open about saying it's haunted, and they figured out which librarian it was, and it's being restored. Now, whether or not the story is true depends who you're talking to. The fact is, they have this beautiful structure from last century being restored. That by itself is something to see. The Captain Woodby up at Woodby Island, that is a fantastic place to stay. They have a beautiful lobby with a fireplace. They have a fantastic kitchen. They got trails throughout the grounds to go contour at the shoreline. You could see old docks where the old steamships used to go. And so whether or not you actually see something, if you prod, you will hear some stories. Who knows? Maybe something more than that. But you have the guarantees of this rustic setting that is still there. And that, that's up at Langley, right? Well, the um, Captain Woodby is on Woodby Island. On Woodby Island, and, but the, the town. I, I'm not Langley, but the town. It is on Penn Cove. It is Coopville. Coopville. That's legally, it is called Coopville, but as soon as you go through Penn Cove, you just you take a left on Madrona. That's the street. A left on Madrona, and you're about one minute away from seeing that sign, Welcome to Captain Woodby's. Now, there is a place up by where you are that actually offers tours, right? Oh, yes. What, and who is that? These are the paranormal societies that do that. And something I've learned to do is, for example, the old Arlington High School has a lot of write-up on being haunted. And it's history of operation. They have lost a custodian and a student there. Well, when I first went to the high school, I followed the sign that said Arlington High School, and that took me to the new one. I met someone walking around and talking a bit, and she said, well, I do work here, but I used to work at the old one. Can you tell me about it? Oh, it's haunted. You know that, don't you? Okay, I'm talking to a teacher who used to work in those classrooms who's now approaching her retirement. They volunteer it. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But um, when they say that stuff, um, and they, they legitimately look like they mean it, right? It looks like they mean it. I don't think that they're pulling my leg. And again, there's so much right upon it on the Internet. And it's, you know, you be the judge on it. When I go to these places, I haven't seen any activity yet. 
Uh, growing up, I've seen some odd things happen, but I'm 63. You're going to see a couple of things in your lifetime. And so I know the history of the building when it was constructed. I get to know the neighborhood. I love it. And then you got these stories that you can't help, but they're intriguing. And then, hey, you be the judge. So how are you going to put this together and put it together? Have you thought about the format of how you're going to put this together as a book? Well, definitely. It'll be a little friendly guide with everybody approving who I put on the list of what the history is, what some of the stories are, where you could look it up on the internet and go there and have lunch. Check out the town. Maybe you want to stay the night there. Now, I went up to Concrete, Washington, and they have a movie theater there that has been on a lot of paranormal shows and they gave me the tour, the husband and wife team, and they had one story after another. And sure enough, you look it up, the hotel across the street and that, lots and lots of write-up. Everybody there was talking about it. Interesting. There's only one place. Then when, I, when I was a kid and uh, was in high school, uh, I went to Juanita High School in Kirkland, and which is fairly close to where the cemetery is. Uh, or was, and that is the Maltby Cemetery. And it, it, it became common knowledge through our little group that these guys, we would go there because it was, it was at that time, it was old, it was kind of overgrown. The, the, uh, um, the, the placements there were, and the people that were buried there were from long ago and stuff. And so the, the, the thought was that it's haunted. And that, uh, and I, I was on the football team, so they would take these excursions on a Friday night, so I wasn't able to go. But they would come back with some stories. And so when we come back from this break, I want you to tell me your search for the Maltby Cemetery and what you discovered. We're going to come back right now. And uh, by the way, uh, please listen to all of Martha's advertisers. They are vetted by her. They support the show. They support her work. And uh, they are the, the best people that she can find. So please listen to these commercials. Come back, and we're going to talk about Maltby Cemetery. We'll be right back. Alternative Talk 1150. I wish I knew how they did that. How they how they could that takes a lot of work to put the the barks together that that become a song. So they they did really good. By the way, just want to remind everybody in the next hour Eileen Grimes is going to be with us, and we're going to talk about astrology in 2021 to see what it's going to be like for us, and hopefully she's going to have some really, 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 really good news because 2020 has turned out not to be a very good, uh, you know, you'd think 2020 should be a perfect year, but it's not. And Something very wonderful happened, happened closing the year. We know who Tom Selleck is. And oh, it's yeah. A, it's a given. He's a very gracious, warm, Fred McMurray type. He was recently at a restaurant and he tipped 2020 to the server, meaning $2,020.
and he said something in reference with his warm heart. I hope you have a very wonderful 2021. But it was very symbolic, and that that did a lot for me. Oh, absolutely. That's really cool. So let's talk. We're talking with Matt Shea. He's the author. He's the author of nine books. Go to mattsheabooks.com. .net. Oh, sorry, sorry. .net. And find out a lot more about uh, him, his books. He's got audio books. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But I want to finish up the story about the Maltby Cemetery. Because that was a very, very, considered to be a very haunted place. At least it was scarier than hell when you would go there after dark when it was uh, foggy outside and stuff. And it it was, so anyway, you went in search of that place. Well, yes, my (coughs) friend Ella... Ella is just a great sidekick. I think Ella is 86 now, but she's just spunky, and let's get out there. One of the many lists I came across was Western Washington's, or excuse me, Washington's top 10 haunted cemeteries. So let's go. Well, we made the first nine pretty easy. They were all beautiful places, places of respect. We didn't see anything supernatural but we certainly enjoyed their cafes, the back roads, and it was wonderful, an excuse to get out there. The Maltby one was a tough one. I went throughout Maltby, it wasn't there. I did lots of research, it was a wild goose chase, and sometimes somebody wrote something and it sent us to the wrong one. Well, what I do is, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I will get out, talk to people, and ask. And so I'm in Woodenville, and someone asks, are you talking about that cemetery in that person's backyard? Tell me more. There was a new development up on the ridge, and when I drove down the street in the keyhole, the cul-de-sac, there was the opening iron gates for the cemetery with houses on either side and a sign, do not enter, and it was chained, and you know, something like pressing charges if you trespass. People were looking out the window. Here comes another one. I did not cross that chain. I was looking from the sidewalk. I was looking at an angle. The Maltby Cemetery has very unique headstones, and we could see some of the ones that are on the Internet pictures from specific angles from that sidewalk. I went to the house, knocked on the front door. They elected not to answer. It's another stranger asking the same thing. Left a business card. But we found it. It was someone's backyard, and apparently they agreed to be caretaker of this property, which is the Maltby Cemetery. I want to know who the real estate agent was who sold that piece of property, because they must be really good. Because it's like, hey, we've got a nice house and, and stuff, and it's $450,000, $500,000, and it's got your very own uh, um, cemetery in the backyard. I think as they were developing the area and somebody wanted acreage, somehow that got caught in the mix and they swung a deal but anyway, that's where it was. It's on private property now. Well, it's like the Mayflower Barn. That is on private property. You need permission to actually see it. That that was when you told me that story. That was like I can't imagine. Of course, I, when I was a when I was a kid, I grew up next to a cemetery, um, and I even uh, I was lived there till I was five. And my uh, brother and sister, in their infinite wisdom, put me into a grave one time just for fun. Uh, and cause it was, you know, it was before they'd filled it with somebody, but th- there was the hole in the ground. And so I, I got to be, see what it's like from 
to be looking up through a grave, but that's all right. Um, so in, go ahead. What I'd like to point out is when I mentioned Billy's and I said, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, I would talk to some of the locals and they said it was part of our high school curriculum to take a field trip to Billy's. They talked about the history of this German immigrant who went on to be one of the worst serial killers ever. Many books written about him. They said, oh, yeah, the place is haunted. They took us up. But they, they're being taught that in public school. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in those in those small towns, they've got nothing else to do. So they've got to talk about something. Some, and it's a, it's a claim to fame. And also, by putting this book together that you're going to do, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you could get some of them to, you know, contribute financially because they're, they want business. And if they, if they want to do the business of, uh, of, and you're selling the book and they're, you're, they're places in your book, you might be able to make some, that's just me, but you might be able to make something from that. Oh, geez. The number one thing is that no one's being violated and it's a come one, come all policy that we're all on the same page with that. Oh, well, very good. Very good. Well, it, it, it does, it does help that you have some integrity around that. So, uh, that's, which is really cool. Speaking of which, let's talk about the current project you're working on. What are you working on right now? Well, where I'm sitting right here, I just narrated my second audio book with you. We have the barrel full of monkeys project. Eileen is a member. You certainly are. I'm involved with it. Of course, Doug Johnston is, and he might be calling us today. That'd be fantastic if Doug could give us a call. If you want to give us a call and your name is Doug, <laughs> you can call 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Give us a call right now, and Nathan will put you through. And uh, so anyway, as you, you, we, we did the barrel full of monkeys, and there were the four of us. We did four small, uh, short stories. You can pick that up by going to mattsheabooks.net and uh and you can and you can download the audiobook from there right yes and we're pretty fair about it we're just asking five bucks and we already have number two underway because people seem to like what we did and it's not asking too much on the site i emphasize i have a free audiobook i hired a shakespearean actor and oh he had the right touch so it's one for the family uh grandparents kids could hear it and some free stories to read. A lot of free stuff. What's the name of that book? This is a Judge Alvin Wong called The Mouse That Roared. Ah, very good. And then and he voiced the whole thing? Yes, he did. Oh, very good. Very good. And it's good, obviously. Oh, this guy made it really good. So what what is the criteria that you're using for the second uh um the second uh barrel full of monkeys? which is going to end up being a series. But what, what criteria did you use for who's going to be in it and, and, and the stories that, you're, that you, we're going to talk about? Well, it's basically a, a sequel to our first one. The four of us had a lot of fun, and we had feedback with it. So we're doing it again. And um, it's just a fun way to kill time when you're at home or driving down the road in your car. We each give our distinct delivery to a fun story. Very harmless you don't have to cover your kids' ears when we narrate them. No, you do a, you do a real nice job of, of making all of your books, all of your writing is family-friendly. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's really cool. That's, that's really cool. Now, we are here on Martha's Animal World show, and a story I'm always working on 30 or 40. 
I'm working on one about the canine kingdom, and it's about how dogs communicate and they see uh, helpless, lonely human beings, their owners and so forth, and how they do things to strategically guide them to lonely hearts in the park, on the sidewalk, how because of the dog, now you're being forced to introduce yourself to someone because they took your dog leash and wrapped it around their legs, or they got up and knocked some coffee on somebody knowing it would be harmless. But they are picking with their wonderful senses who would be a good element for their master's life. And so they're on the prowl without the owners realizing that their dogs are on a mission to bring the right people into their lives. But the dogs are on the same page. They know that. Well, you know, you'd be interested in uh, our third hour today because Coriel Kramer has a system, really, and it's called the Animal Blueprints. I have some questions for her. Good, because she is... Um, she does exactly that, is to help you identify what your animal's blueprint is like. And by the way, if you want to go to my independence report, we've done a whole series of five podcasts about that. And by the way, to get to my independence report, it's really, really easy. And, the, and a couple things. First of all, a podcast is nothing more than like a radio show that's pre-recorded. That you can go and download anytime, or you can listen to it on uh, with your Bluetooth or however that you listen to um, podcasts. You just go and click on it, and it and it plays. I my Independence Report has is 176 or 177 episodes now that include some from the old days when I did Positive Talk Radio, um, and uh, some new stuff and some really cool stuff and by the way so there are even a few topics that we really can't talk about on the radio very well that we can get into and that's one of the things that Coriel and i do is uh we talk about some of the in more interesting things in life that uh that are out there and a lot of people are interested in them but but you can't really talk about them in depth the way they need to be talked about on the radio Evan. You always leave that door wide open, and everybody out there can contact Kevin specifically. And you're quite a catalog. You could really cover the bases fine. You're a fun guy to talk to, just to sit back, kill time, no microphone, anything. And everybody's basically being offered that. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's just a conversational style. and uh, But I've interviewed... Some of the greats, some of the really interesting people that if you want to find out a little bit more about what Neil Donald Walsh was about, who wrote uh, Conversations with God, or uh, Gary Zukoff, who wrote uh, Seed of the Soul, or John Edward, had a fabulous interview in time with John Edward, um, and lots and lots of folks that talk about spiritual things, uh, mystical things, uh, healing things, energy, energy and energetics. It's all kinds of fun stuff. So... I encourage you, and all you got to do is to just type in my independence report into Google, and I occupy the entire front page. So I'm on I'm on uh, Apple and iTunes and and all all the like forty different uh, platforms. So please just go there, and I think you'll enjoy it, Matt. I just want to say that you are known for having the time of day for everyone. You've got that open door policy. Any topic, anything as far as you want, 
you're a great guy to call. Absolutely. And so it would be it would be great to have you do that. So Matt Shea is going to stay with us for the for the next two hours. We're going to talk to Eileen Grimes next, and she's an astrologer. And we're going to talk about 2020 and 2021. And uh, we need to uh, uh, take a break for the top of the hour. Doug Johnson just sent his first warning shot. The word cool is here, and I bet money that he's going to give us a call. Uh, <laughs> well, that would be just dandy. Uh, but we need to take a break in, uh, for the top of the hour. Nathan, is, is now the appropriate time? <laughs> we'll be back after after we take a break for the top of the hour. We're going to close the books on hour number one, and we're going to open them on hour number two in Eileen Grimes. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.